to Pretend to Imagine, a weekly podcast with Tyler and Greg. Tonight's topics, fascinating topics, include snuggery. It's a great word. It's a great word. Claustrophobic situations, including the lemon squeezer. Yeah, not so great. My mom getting caught in the bug room. Podcasting itself. And of course, my favorite, Great Cthulhu. So um, I was talking to my friend Nate the other day about a restaurant he went to. He uh, loves a rest- local restaurant called Cook and Brown. And, uh, you know, Nate has complex tastes. Oh, I know. I know he does. You know, and uh, I've been to Cook and Brown. Okay, I'm sure you probably have as well. Yes. Have you? Okay. Yep. And, and it's like, um, it's a menu that, that most of the things I, I don't recognize. You, you ever pick up a menu and you say, well, that looks good, but they put that on it. Or, or this, this could be a winner, except it's, it's, it's got that kind of a, of a, of a dressing on it or, or whatnot, you know? I've been, I've been to Cook and Brown. I had breakfast with Brian. Yep. And uh, Brian sent a photograph of our breakfast to his wife. Yeah. And her response was, in a text, that looks delicious. Does that breakfast come with a brassiere? <laughs> there was so much fruit and 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 glazing and and it was and it was very hoity-toity kind it's of. A, it's like you, you go to you go to a place like that and it says, well, you know, I'd, I'd like a breakfast sandwich. You know, the, the first thing you realize is it's not chicken eggs. Yeah. It's a it's you know, a it's a Himalayan turkey egg, a Himalayan you know, quail. It's it's a quail exactly, and yes. and then you and then you say, well, you know, is you know, is there like is there cheese on it? And 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 the cheese is like you know Venezuelan beaver cheese. You know, and you're like, what is that? You know, and, and let me then, tell you right now, I do not want beaver. You cheese. You don't want any beaver cheese. No, this this actually touches on a later topic, which is various milks, but we'll get to that later. Oh. Uh, but but so you know, and then and then you say, well, well, what's the what's the sandwich made of? What's the what's the bread made out of? You know, it's like stone grounds. You know, wheat flour from some village in Ireland that has like husks in it. You know, and and that's the kind of thing you know, and it's 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 filled with pepper and salt, you know, and and then uh, and it's not bacon, it's it's at least not from a pig. It's, well, it's, no. it's it's penguin bacon. <laughs> you know, it's, so let's be fair to Cook and Brown because Cook right. and Brown is a great restaurant. It is. I, to be and, fair, I did enjoy. And I've it been told that they will they get a pig. This is true. Now they they get a pig and they will butcher the entire pig and they make all their own sausages. Well, the, the worst uh, bar. At the, at, it's called the worst window. Well, the worst it, the worst bar. Yeah, it's not the worst bar. No, no. W U R S T. Yeah, right. So it's fantastic. I I I've I been like to the worst. It. Bar. I like it quite yeah, a bit. It's nice, but now, I just it's it's it seems to me that these these people get very bored. They get very, very bored. Their taste buds are bored. You know, it's all about dopamine, right? You know, how the dopamine works in the yeah. brain. You know, when you eat something novel. Uh, you get this huge surge of dopamine, which is like, you know, hits your pleasure center like a ring a bell. And when you eat the same thing over and over and over and over again, you know, except you with your chicken parm. No, but, I, but you know. It, it, chicken it, parm it, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right. enchiladas, <laughs> enchiladas every other day. We've gone through right. this before. Yeah. But uh, the idea is that you, as you eat something over and over again, your dopamine response, the amount that's created uh, decreases and so you become sick of it. So I think these people have this overarching habituation to the foods that, say, I would eat. You know things like pasta. I think there's a chicken, little bit of bit of, bit of know, a look at me show show off. There, there could to be. It, we're know. offending the foodies. Now, right? last night I went to a restaurant. Yeah, called the Duck and Bunny. That's adorable. It's a. It's called. It's a crepery. A, cra- a, a crepery. Okay. They sell crepes. That's what they do. Okay. They sell primarily sell right. crepes. Now, um, I went there on. It was Valentine's. Yep. Day. Well, yep. I went there with my wife. Yep. And we had a great meal. 
Uh, half the things, I don't know what they were. I had beat Napoleon, B-E-E-T, beat Napoleon. Uh-huh. It had goat cheese and beets and another th- root vegetable that I don't know what it was. And it was heart-shaped. Was, was it was it ramps and rockets? No. <laughs> no. But so here's the thing. The, 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 the restaurant bills itself as a snuggery. Oh, that sounds lovely. S N U G G E R Y. Is it snug? snuggery? Well, let's not, so let's look up the definition of snuggery, right? So right here we have the uh, Google tells me that snuggery is a cozy or comfortable place, especially someone's private room or den. Now, if you've been to the Duck and Bunny, yeah, it's divided up into little ten by ten rooms, and in these rooms are. 20,000 two-top tables, and you're literally sitting with the back of someone else right at your elbow. That's uh, that's uh, very snug. It's too snug. And in, in design, we have a phrase called, you know, if you're designing a product, if you can't fix it, feature it. That's a mantra that <laughs> right, we go by. Right, so right. here you right. are, you have a restaurant right. that's clearly too small for everybody. Right. So what you do- It's a, you, it's a feature. It's You, you brand it. Yeah. You charge extra for it. Yeah. And people are happy to do it. As, as Bob Ross says, we don't make mistakes. We have happy we accidents. We only have happy, yeah, happy so, mistakes. So, okay. yeah. so they, they, they're featuring so it's, their, it's, their ridiculousness. But to be fair to, to the Duck and Bunny, uh, I had a lovely time. The uh, Despite it being very crowded, it was very kind of a nice nice atmosphere. It wasn't too loud. It was it was nice. And the, and the food was great. Um, so I, I do recommend so, so, the so Duck you, and Bunny. So not, took a, not a sponsor, by the way. No, no. You took a foray, though, into complex food oh i did yeah I, I, i'm very proud of you i made I, I, a commitment not to identify anything that was in anything i was eating well if i got a crazy looking soup or a, a, a you know a bowl of yeah. slop or something in front of yeah. me and i'm like i'm not going to start poking yeah. around are there mushrooms in this is i don't i'm just going to you know D- dave barry had a uh, an interesting take on vegetarianism he says you can eat meat as long as you don't know the animal it came from Oh, so so, so, so for instance, you can't eat a lobster. Not that you would, but you can't eat a lobster because you know clearly this lobster died to to make you the the, the lobster. But a hamburger, who a, knows? A lot of the people that I work Could be with, anything. they have to go overseas um, to uh, you know to Asian countries. That that's where a lot of the a lot of the the, the yeah. you know the you know product is made over there, and they have a a, a a mantra that they go by, which is, don't ask what it is. No. And if you like it, keep eating it, and that's it. Well, have you ever eaten house lo mein? I mean, it doesn't matter what restaurant you get house lo mein from. You have no idea. I mean, there are these meat bits in it. Oh. There's these shredded pieces of something. I mean, you know, maybe you'll see a shrimp. Then you say, okay, well, it's these a guys, shrimp. They, they send but, me p- pictures of chicken heads on their plates yeah, um, yeah. and chicken feet left and right. Yeah, There's chicken feet, feet all over the place. Chicken feet are very popular. Yeah. And I can't, no, I can't, yeah. I can't get involved in that at all. That's the wrong, that's so, the wrong, wrong, wrong. So you would be what degree foodie? I I, I myself am maybe a second degree foodie. I mean, I'll eat lobster. That's a little bit What's the lowest level of one. foodie? Well, I'm one. A level one. Nate's a seven. Nate, Nate's a set, Nate, Nate has eaten things that uh, are inorganic. Uh, you know, he's, 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 he's probably he's, Nate has eaten things with thumbs. I will bet you he's he eaten might have. With yeah, yeah, some sort of gorilla compote, some kind of squirrel or, or God uh, only knows gorilla compote. Yeah, something like that. With creme fraiche. Yes, exactly. Anyway, I'll just stick with my uh, my pasta and stuff like that. So, you told me about this thing in your life that happened and I would have lost my marbles completely had I been in your situation. Okay. So I'm, I'm a very, uh, stable guy. I have no yeah, phobias, no fears. Yeah. I'm a little delicate when it comes to food. The picky is more like yeah, it, right? Sure. Sure. But, I'm not, 
But there's a couple of couple of times in my life where I've had some really anxiety-inducing experiences. Yeah, and if sure. you're if you're a certain kind of a person, this story may may make you a little anxious. But uh, I know I am. Tough luck. So um, uh, a while ago, this was quite some time ago. I went up with some friends up to Vermont to the White Mountains. Yep. It's beautiful up there, hiking, and they have all these different places you can go to hike and to, you know, visit the the trading post and different different places. And we went to the polar caves. Oh, okay. And there are these caves in the, you know, this kind of ravine, and it makes all these caves. And different caves you can go and explore, and one of the caves was called the Lemon Squeezer. You're a spelunker. Well, this that's, is that's not, a good word on its this own. This is not it, as splunking is a great word. Yeah, yeah. Even if you didn't know what it meant, just splunk. It's fun to say. Yeah. Uh, but we were not splunking. This, these are these are pretty. You know, they're more of a tour. Yeah, tour. tour you you tour go in guy. one end, and yeah. five minutes later, you come out the other end, and you're done. Yeah, you know? right, we're, sure. There's no gear involved. Right. We're so no, it's not like mammoth helmets, cave that's you know, like we're miles not, of cavern no. or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. But the lemon squeezer has a small hole, uh, opening, and in front of the hole are two wooden posts maybe six inch diameter posts that are buried in the ground yes. and they're about, I don't know, maybe 12 or 18 inches, whatever. They're, they're, they're not too far apart from each other. So, and there's a bar at the top. So yeah. you have to be able, you have to be able to fit th- between these two posts. Right. Otherwise you're not allowed into the lemon squeezer. So basically you, you must be this thin to it's ride a, on this lemon squeezer. It's a squeezer. gauge. It's a yeah, gauge. Sure. So, so you've, been in, war- you've been warned. You've been warned. Yeah. Right. The, already right. there's a test to get yeah, in. I, so, uh, I wouldn't right. even, uh, no. So I go, I go in to the lemon squeezer and my butt gets stuck. Now we've already established that I'm not, I'm not a giant guy, but I'm, I'm not, you know, you're I'm not, a bit, I, w- I'm a, I wouldn't call you petite. I'm I not would call petite. you mesomorphic. My butt gets stuck between oh, the poles. Oh my God. So I'm like, you know what? Fine. Pop myself th- oh, through the poles. Oh, right. Okay, great. So now I'm going through the lemon squeezer Going through this t- very, very, uh, it's going to be very difficult to describe in words because there's a lot of my, my arms and f- are flailing and describing. But anyway, that's okay. So you're going through this tunnel and you're literally going through a tunnel that's, I don't know, 12 or 15 inches high. And you're, 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 you're kind of like snaking, wiggling side by, because you, you, you can't get up on your wait, knees. Wait, wait. Oh, so you're, you're, you're on your belly. Your belly sliding. You're on your belly. And Why you're, would you do this? I don't know why. Well, <laughs> at the, it was it was fun. For, for a Initially, while, it was fun. Yeah, right. So then I get to a, a part, and it's it's got to be uh, I don't know, like the length of my arm, whatever that is. That is a eighteen inches by you know I don't I don't know ten inches by it. This very 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 tiny small rectangle. Uh, sorry, triangular opening. And in order to get through it, there's a little plaque inside the cave. Um, and again, this is a cave you're 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 not crawling through. You're you're kind of like squiggling through this cave. Yes, right, right. And there's a little like plaque. It's like a snake. There's a little plaque in front of this hole that's in the cave. And the cave maybe the cave opens up just a little bit, and it says, "In order to get through this hole, you must start off on your back with your right hand extended straight forward. Oh my god! And your left hand at your side, and you must slide through this hole on your back. Now you're sliding through the hole." There is rock that is literally practically scraping your oh nose. Oh my god! And you're going through now again. This is fun. This is exciting. Yep. I get stuck. Oh, now, man. I get stuck, and I'm like, "Crap! I'm stuck." No big deal. Right, right, right. And I'm wiggling, it and I'm just starts out okay. Starts out okay. It's just a problem that needs solving. It's just a problem. Exactly. 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 Like, okay. And then I'm like, oh, I can't. Now I can't get out. And I'm like, now I've got to. I have to back out of this cave. 
I'm like, I don't, I don't think I can back out of the cave. So now I'm thinking, what am I going to do? There's no way I can back out of the cave. And then I hear people behind me oh, that are coming no. through the cave. Now I am. You can't back up. I've, I'm, up, I've, I've clogged up the works. My, my, Those my, people can't back up. My guts are clenching right now, Greg. I, something was clenching. Ugh. So there are people behind me. So now I'm panicking because now I'm now, now, well, now yeah. I'm forced. So uh, I'm getting kind of anxious. And then this is where it gets terrible. Now it gets terrible. Now it gets terrible. Then all of a sudden, and now again, I'm on my back, up against my nose. I have this this sheet of rock. Yeah. That is, you know. Uh, then I start thinking that two inches above my nose is tons mm-hmm. and tons yes and tons of rock yes and it's it's three inches of above my chest and it's it's literally right above my body and then i started to hear this oh uh, <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. all of a sudden your own breathing becomes part of the panic attack and as soon as i heard my own breathing it was a little cycle happened in my in my head. I just couldn't. I'm breathing. I'm anxious. I got to calm down. I'm not calming down. Yeah, now I'm starting to breathe, tough. and I freaked out. And then, in a little, it's not quite so climatic. I just scraped and and just fl- I flipped my way out. Yeah, right. And got out right. of the cave. But it was the it's the the only time not the only time. It's one of the few times in my life where I've ever had a panic attack yeah you know just yeah. just completely I'm out of I have no control yeah uh, there's all this this weight and stone above my head it was really uh really t- I don't I don't recommend it uh I was in Egypt when I was 13 and this is shorter obviously um, but I was uh, in a tour group and we went into a pyramid we actually went into I forget which one it was it was one of the the, the great pyramids and um, of course, they did the spiel. You know, if you're claustrophobic, don't don't come in here. And so we we went in there, and there was this this ramp you went up, and and it got sort of you know further and further in there. But there was like lots of people, so it wasn't that scary. It was just you know you see like all these people. You're like, well, there's all these people here. It can't be that bad. And we got to the central chamber, and you had to go through you know, a little tunnel, and you come into the central chamber, and it was just nothing but a square room. You know, like in Dungeons and Dragons, where there's like the 10 by 10 room with the orc guarding the chest. That's pretty much what is at the center of the, the pyramid. Who built this so, and why? Exactly. So, so we're in there, and I noticed two things. I was about 13. The first thing I noticed was that our guide's cigarette was making sculptures out of smoke. They didn't move. They didn't disperse. They just hung there in the air because there was no ventilation of any kind. I've never seen anything like that, and God willing, I never will again. Uh, the second thing I noticed was it, that the lady who came up with us was having a full-on panic attack next to her. I mean, her eyes were bugging out. She was oh, hyperventilating. So you were having a panic attack. I was not. I actually have only developed my claustrophobia later in life. I, I was a kid. I was fearless. You I cultivated no that with, claustrophobia. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. That's you like know, gourmet so. quality claustrophobia. That's perfect. You did a uh, nice job with it, I have I, to say. I have to say it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, tight squeezes. Yeah. Talking about getting uh, caught in a place you don't want to be. Uh, my mom was uh, a teaching assistant for the Brown University Comparative Anatomy Department. Uh, she was all big into doing dissections and all those kind of things. And so, right, the, I'm, I'm hearing place you don't want to be comparative anatomy and yeah, dissection. Dissection. So right off the right bat, of the this, bat is, this is going to be this is not good. Yeah. So 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 she's uh, she's getting shown around, and um, if you take ever 
you know, see the comparative anatomy department at Brown, it's quite interesting. They have all kinds of skeletons and, and uh, cross sections and things in jars mm. and all kinds of horrific stuff that, you know, if there, there's ever a zombie apocalypse, all these things would start wiggling and like trying to move yeah. around. You know. Does uh, it look like a Victorian kind of like a some room of, it of, does. Of, of like a, a curiosity cabinet? A little bit. These a little sort bit. Of it's like, it's like, not really Victorian though. It's very clinical. Oh, it's, it's clinical. very, it's oh. very hospital. See, at RISD, know, uh, I've never been in the room, but RISD has a room where it's like this, you go and you draw like skeletons and yeah. stuffed owls and pieces oh, of yeah, wood yeah. and crickets and oh, there were lots of crazy, were, crazy, but it's more Victorian looking. There was lots of, we were at the Peabody Museum in um, as part of my field trip for comparative anatomy, uh, and there were a lot of art students at the Peabody just drawing mm-hmm. animal stuffed animal stuff. Yeah. But anyway, um, they have all this stuff there, and um, some of it are these skeletons of these tiny little creatures, like mice and hyraxes and all these like tiny little things. What? And, uh, what? A hyrax is a, a little. It looks like a. It looks kind of like a mouse or a guinea pig, except it's more closely related to cows than it is to mice. Look, uh, look it up, folks. Science is fun. Uh, so anyway, uh, she's like, "How do you get the flesh off of these things?" And they're like, "Oh, we'll, we'll show you." So they go up to this door, you know, no window in it, just this big, almost looks like a freezer door. They open it up, oh. and this dry, hot air comes out. Right? And mom's like, "What's going on?" So she walks in, and there's tanks, like fish tanks. They're lining the walls, and in the fish tanks are the decaying remains of various animals, okay? Little corpses. And they're being chewed on and devoured by beetles. These corpse scavenging beetles. Kind of like dung beetles, but they but they, they eat, uh, oh. eat flesh. And they say the thing is, the beetles eat everything but the bones. Even the hair, everything. And they crawl into the skulls. Oh. And they go in there and they chew out every bit of flesh. And when there's nothing left but dry bones, which are still articulated, they still are a standing skeleton, they, uh, they take them out. So my mom's like, oh my God, that's really cool. They go, hang on one sec. They duck out of the door and close the door on her. And she's sitting in this room. It's about 100 degrees. And all she hears is... And she's yeah. like, she's like oh. folks, Greg is delicate. No, I don't want, I don't want, I want to remove this you story are, from my brain. Just, That's you, what you, I would you, like to do. You need our new, our new sponsor, Brain Cleanser. <laughs> brain, it's a colon it's a, cleanse. It's, a, it's like a colon it's, cleanse it's for the brain. Colon cleanse for the brain. It's, it's perfect. Just, it's a big, you do a brain dump. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, uh, not a room I would want to be stuck in. Uh, no, you know, they, be, they, they, they search for a juicier morsel, you know, if oh. they, they, they run out of, uh, you know, so anyway, <laughs> not a, uh, but uh, no, comparative anatomy was uh, was very very interesting. Okay, so Cthulhu, bless you, thank you. Uh, Cthulhu is a a friend of ours. Um, he is a uh, creation of H.P. Lovecraft, who of course uh, li- used to live in our hometown, Providence. And uh, Cthulhu is a uh, kind of a sensation uh, amongst nerd circles, of course, yeah. which which we of course run. Yeah. Naked through. Well, God bless uh, pu- uh, public domain. Public, exactly. That's, public that's domain. the. That's right. Yeah. There's you know, So Cthulhu, um, Cthulhu is is uh, an alien entity um, from a part of the universe where normal physical laws are different than our physical laws, and uh, quite uh, inimical, evil, horrible. You know, if Cthulhu wakes up, its psychic power causes the entire planet to go start raving mad. Okay. It's about 260 feet high. It looks like a squid head on a kind of a humanoid body with wings and claws. It's, just, it's, it's awful. It's Wrong. an awful thing. It's terrible. It's Wrong. terrifying. In the, in the book, 
they, they, when it, when it wakes up, it comes out of its tomb because it's been in prison for like, you know, 50 million years, you know, on the bottom of the Pacific. Uh, and uh, when the, when the people see it, that let it go, let, let it loose, uh, three die of pure fright. Lovecraft describes it. He says, the thing cannot be described. There are no words to describe such shrieking abysms of immemorial lunacy, such eldritch contradictions of all force, matter, and cosmic order. Okay, so so scary, is, so scary. I mean, scary. like so bad that like yeah. it would destroy your sanity to see something. I mean, this thing is it's not even made out of matter as we know it. It's 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 indestructible. You kill it, it just reforms again and again. The, the whole world basically devolves into violent chaos once it wakes up. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Cthulhu, pl- huh? Cthulhu plushie. Cthulhu plushie. Yes, there's Cthulhu plushies. Little, you, you mean little fuzzy Cthulhus, f- full of stuffing. Oh yeah, yeah. That you're no, but you know what they're called. What? Cute Thulus. Cute. Uh, yeah. And then there's like, there's, you know, the baby plays with this, you know, and then there's Cthulhu tub toys. It squirts. It yeah. squirts out of the Cthulhu. And then there's, yeah. then there's the adventures of little Cthulhu, which, uh, although hilarious yeah. for a Lovecraft fan. So we've gone from, uh, we, we've gone from this undescribable evil and, evil and lunacy to adorable to tub toys for, to, for infants. For, for infants. And, and, and why is that? Well, it's because the nerds of yesteryear are now adults with kids. You know, I saw it at Gen Con. I remember when I first went to Gen Con, there were no kids at Gen Con. Now I go to Gen Con and there's daycares and the kids are playing giant size Sellers of Catan and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And who best to uh, be a buddy for your kid than Great Cthulhu, Destroyer of Worlds. Mike Cthulhu. Mike. God, Mike. I'm sure there's been some uh, some pirated IP uh, of, of various, you know, uh, toys and such, which we will not get into. I know we don't talk about toys on this podcast, you know, sad as that may be, but, but it's just, uh, it's so funny that, uh, you know, I, I think, um, I was talking with a, a younger fellow, uh, a while back about Lovecraft and, um, he told me right now, he goes, I don't like the stories. I'm like, but you know, you've got like a Cthulhu baseball cap. And I go, Oh, I love Cthulhu. I'm like, I, I don't get it. You don't like the stories, but he goes, well, I like the, I like the, the, the sensation. I, I like the the idea. I like the pop culture, but I don't like the guy's stories. I'm like, how do you divorce oh, the stories terrible. from from the thing itself? You know, for, how do you how do you do that? You know, and I think what's happened is Lovecraft has become this kind of name in sort of popular nerd culture. I was at Gen Con and someone was walking away with I don't I don't know what it was Cthulhu Risk or something. I don't know what the heck it was, and he goes. This someone looked at us, oh, the mandatory Cthulhu expansion, you know, and it's just, it's become this, this yeah. thing. And, and again, it's not even really HP Lovecraft anymore. It's, it's got a life of its own. Yeah. Well, I think it's because again, we talked about it's in public domain. Yep. And if you're an underground or independent developer of any kind of a toy or, or, uh, careful now, of, uh, <laughs> careful now. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, stuffed animal or writing, whatever you're doing, you're welcome to dip into Cthulhu. Yeah. You know, and it, it, Tends to be a topic that mainstream uh, culture doesn't really. Oh, touch, not at all. Right? Like, like my so, my email address, I won't spell it or say what it is, but you can it, because you will all be sucked into a void and die. Isn't that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it'll, yeah, you can never it'll, speak it'll, it aloud. It will summon it yeah. to this place. No. But uh, no, uh, it's a, it's a Lovecraft term, and uh, it, it's really funny because I will uh, go and give my email address to people, and they just write it down. And they say, "Did I get that right?" I'm like, "Yeah." And then once in a while, I'll go to say Best Buy and they'll ask me my my address and the, 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 the guy at the Kelly goes oh that's so cool <laughs> 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 like, 
<laughs> you know, so so for the initiated, you know, yeah. it's it, it's cool. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's so funny to divorce that uh, yeah. from from the original work. Okay, Greg, let's get meta. We're going to talk about the podcast about the podcast itself. within the po- as a topic yes. for the podcast. It's like when you hold a mirror up to another mirror and it goes on for infinity. Yeah. It's you know, the, those are parallel universes you're looking at. If you uh, if you can look far enough, you'll notice that like a picture's different in the background or whatever. You know. There's somebody like waving. Yeah, like exactly. 50 it's, mirrors down. It's down. it's you and the universe without an M. <laughs> so, uh, oh, and that's a good topic. We The universe without about, an M? No, well, they have W and W's. If you, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> okay. But I, what I want to talk about is the podcast itself because yeah. we've been doing this. Is I think this this is six. Things go well. well. This will be our sixth. In a sense, it's six. We've actually done more podcasts, but folks, sadly, they've been lost to the mists of time yeah. due to technical errors and issues we've and had sucking. and sucking and also sucking really bad. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, but what I wanted to as opposed to, to what we're doing now. Yeah. Right? So yeah, th- this is a good point. So for for the our listeners, we have a we have a, a, an email address podcast at pretendtoimagine.com. Yep. Yep. And uh, we're official. We, you know, Tyler and I have been talking about these different topics in these six different podcasts and things about our past and things that we find interesting. And we want to know what you think about the podcast. And uh, we would like to get some feedback from of our listeners. Absolutely. So, mostly because we're, we're running out of material and we need, we have, we have, we need some new we topics. We had material. Yeah. We, 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 well, we, yeah. 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 So, but yeah. we're looking for, you know, some inspiration and some things that people might, might, you know, might like to we can have we us can talk about we can talk off our asses about a lot of stuff. So we really if there's can, anything yeah. you're interested in. Yeah, yeah, so can, as a listener, if you'd like to yeah. see us get a little more focused, or even if you just like to say, "Hey, you know, you're better when you do this than that." We're we're at this point. We're please please be gentle. Yeah, be gentle. But please we've we've gentle. done these past few podcasts sort of in a void, and we'd like to see you know we'd like to get some some gentle gentle Are feedback. You calling my house oh, a void? Or some 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 amazing uh, and spectacular praise. We we would that always would be, that would always be great good because I I only yeah. get my sense of self worth from external validation. Oh, that's that's, uh, that's entirely so. Yeah. Uh, now I also want to uh, mention that uh, we have two interns, uh, Varpus and Skid Reese. Varpus and Skid Reese. Yeah. Now yeah. Skid Reese hasn't been around lately. I think he's losing interest. But Varpus has been going strong. Yo, Varpus, my man, get me a latte. Yeah, that never works. He never gets me a latte. No. He never gets me anything. No. I find him hard to see, really. Yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's kind of transparent. He's he's yeah. very, very transparent. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if only we rated interns, but we don't. But but anyway, you know, just as as a side note, um, we're new to podcasting, uh, but uh, we have been enjoying it immensely. Uh, yeah. It's been uh, Podca- a I call it podcast therapy. Podcast therapy, and it's it's great. Whether anybody ever hears this or not, I I, I don't know. Uh, I hope hope yeah. someone does. Uh, but uh, regardless, it's that's been, so sad. It's been just a- like people who are, they they write letters. And they never see yeah, them, right, right. right. This would be like me and you making this yeah, podcast, podcast. And no one will hear it. We never it's, publish it. Yeah, we just exactly. write them and they sit, they, they sit they on just, the hard they drive. They sit on the hard drive just, and, and, and that's it. That's, but, that's it. Yeah. It's a podcast to nowhere. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, you know, our hope is uh, to uh, to keep going on this. Uh, and uh, as I said, this represents, uh, I think, the the brink. This is the edge of the precipice right now. You know, this is at this point, it's going to become, you know, a thing. So like I said, we we've got a website. We've got a Twitter, we've got a Facebook. Uh, we, a, we, a Twitter and a Facebook. A, a Twitter and a Facebook. Sixty-year-old man. What do you? What do you do? <laughs> We're <laughs> on the Twitter. We're on the Twitter. We're on. The, yeah. Are you young people with your Facebooks and your hashtags? Oh, Tyler, <laughs> am I showing my age? Yeah, you are showing. Am your I showing age. my bald spot? That's yeah. that's the real question. Okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking of age, I, I had a, a moment 
uh, a little while ago. And I know this is not, not related to podcasts, but you have to tack this on. I, uh, I was carrying my, my little niece on my shoulders through the woods. We were hiking and she went, Uncle Tyler, can I touch your orange spot? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, I my plan ultimately is to get the worst toupee possible and then just look people right in the eye and say, yeah, that's right. What are you going to do about it? That's a good plan. I challenge you to mention I, this toupee. I support that. Go idea. for it. Come at me, bro. <laughs> You've been listening to the Pretend to Imagine podcast with Tyler and Greg. Uh, hey, oh. yeah, thank you, Tyler. I'd like to thank you guys for listening and I uh, hope you enjoyed learning about Cthulhu and uh, the Lemon Squeezer story and, uh, and all these other things. So uh, that's it. Uh, Keep on listening. Thanks. This has been another episode of Pretend to Imagine. For questions or comments, please email us at podcast at pretendtoimagine.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretend to Imagine. And visit our website, as you've probably guessed, at pretendtoimagine.com. Web designed by Small Hall Studios, produced by Tyler Smith and Greg Fisher. If you can, please give us five stars to get the word out about our podcast. Thanks, and happy pretending.